0: Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast. I'm John Wengel, and today we're joined with Pete Warnowski. Um, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us about your book, Virtual Teams That Thrive. Pete Warnowski is the founder and CEO of Win Enterprises, LLC. He's a speaker, workshop leader, host of the Business Results Radio podcast, and author of multi-best-selling books on leadership, team impact, business transformation, goal achievement, and high-integrity consulting. Today, we'll dive into his book, Virtual Teams That Thrive. Welcome, Pete.
1: Thanks for having me, John. I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation today.
0: Okay, and let's go ahead and get to it. Um, What was your inspiration for actually writing the book? Well,
1: it really came from a place of just simply being helpful. You know, our our client um, our client base, just like the rest of the world, uh, hit a brick wall um, when the pandemic started and uh, took hold, and so we found ourselves with a lot of projects that suddenly went on hold. And the key question we were asking to you know our community was, "Okay, I get it, no problem. What help do you need right now?" And the mm-hmm. answer predominantly came back as we're just trying to figure out this virtual thing and you know that was the light bulb moment say okay well we happen to know something about how to work remotely we've got um you know our our team of of resources is scattered around the country basically so we are a virtual team and how we execute and then you know obviously we uh you know even going back we actually took out the uh the calendar so to speak and thought well when was the first time i managed something virtually and figured out it was like 1996 you know, back in that window wow. where i was responsible wow. for um some distribution centers you know i was in connecticut and they were in memphis and sparks nevada and so i had to you know, i had people managing those facilities that i was responsible for so i had to essentially you know manage them remotely you know, we weren't a virtual team in today's definition with everyone working home and their bunny slippers, but it was still, you know, how do you get the job done? What's the progress? What are the issues? You know, and being a supporting resource over the phone, right, rather than uh, in person. So um, that, that was really the inspiration, you know, it's like, okay, well, we know something about this, the world needs it. Let's put some resources together. And, and John, I'll share. We had no intention of writing a book. What we actually intended to do was to create a quick webinar. And um, you know, my business partner David Tweet and I, um, you know, we very quickly—you uh, y- can imagine the whiteboard session virtually, where he's on, he's at in his home office. I'm in my home office, and we were bantering back and forth about, okay, well, what's important and what works and what are some of the things that people do wrong. And we just, you know, had this very active discussion and ended up creating this framework, the five Ps. And we put together this webinar, we filmed it on this particular weekend, um, which I think was the third or fourth weekend in March. And, um, you know, and and then got that up on our website. And we, we realized, you know, there's a lot of supplementary material, we probably ought to create like some exercises and things. And it just took on a life of its own. Before I knew it, I'm like, man, we've got enough here. (laughs) So the book was born accidentally. And um, we've published quite a few books ourselves and understand the the exercise and the process. And I called our editor and said, hey, I got a project It's going to be a quick one. What do you think? And um, and, and we, we really... You know, hit it hard. You know, the the part of the thing is we're all learning working virtually. Is they're the common barriers of let's stop for lunch, let's go home and pick up milk on the way home from work, and that, those sorts of things don't exist. So you just kind of keep working. <laughs> and so we we knocked this thing out fairly quickly as a result. Um, and it was you know available on Amazon. I think the second week of May. Wow. So who is your audience? Who are you trying to reach when with the book? Well, it's really business leaders and team members who are, you know, they're struggling. They want to make their virtual working experience as positive and productive and enjoyable as possible. And so, you know, usually, that comes in two camps. It comes in the first camp of we have a problem and challenges. So, I want a resource that can help me solve that. Or people who are just, always forward-thinking, professional and personal development-minded who are looking to raise the bar to the next level. And so this book, because it's a book of principles that can help in this environment, it can help the business leader or team member who's struggling or just wants to get better in some way.
0: Okay. You mentioned the five Ps. Um, What exactly are they and which one of them would you say is the most important?
1: Well, let me run through what they are, and I'll, I'll tell you that the most important one is really going to depend on what's the situation for that team. You know, where, where's their biggest struggle? Okay. And uh, so I'll run through them, and I'll describe that. So the, the five Ps are physical space, number two, productivity behaviors, number three, processes that are adapted for virtual, number four is performance investment now, and then number five is peace of mind mastery. And so to describe each of those in the context of why that might be important to you, physical space is all about suddenly you're home, your kids are home, your your spouse is home, everybody's fighting for the same workspace. And you really yeah, it doesn't work to have someone in the kitchen one day, in the dining room the next, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, the next day and people want to watch TV or they want to, they want to just have breakfast or lunch. And it's like, mom, be quiet. I'm, I'm in class, right? So you have to really claim your physical space. And so if if your home office is, is such that you have a space it's, it's well-equipped. It's ergonomically set up. I'm actually at a desk right now in my home office that raises and lowers so that I can get some standing and some sitting and moving around. I didn't own this thing prior to the pandemic, right? So this is one of the things that I decided to do in my claiming my physical space, which is this office here, to get my area as comfortable as possible so that i can i can work without basically injuring my body because if you sit at your desk in an uncomfortable chair all day long it won't be long before your back is sore so um you've got to carve out your space so if people are on top of each other inside of their home and their family and they're in tight quarters then that's the chapter for you p1 physical space P2, productivity behaviors, is when you just recognize, man, we've got a lot of stuff to do. Either you as an individual wanting to get things completed, or as a team, it's like, wow, we have huge goals. Let's all stay focused and on track. If that's your biggest challenge, then the productivity behaviors, P2, number is the way to go. P3 is processes adapted for the virtual world. So, you know, companies run in such a way where they have annual exercises and quarterly exercises and there's monthly and there's even the weekly and the daily processes that are just naturally set up for the rhythm of business. And a lot of these are in-person progress reviews in the normal world. And so, you know, now you've got a situation where if the business leadership feels like, oh my goodness, we've totally lost control there's no focus, there's no um, sense of what people are working on. It's the wild west. So if that's the case and the business leaders are frustrated that things just aren't working well, then that's P number three is the one that you ought to really be focusing on because it's about giving you a sense of organizing and, you know, who owns what, who's accountable for what, what are the projects, what are the metrics you're tracking, what's the governance, and just helping you to take those same processes that did exist when you were meeting in a conference room mm-hmm. where one person at a time would present their progress to to the room and share the metrics and share their problems etc you can still pull that off it's just a matter of learning to adapt it using you know zoom or teams or any of those other tools okay now we got two more to go so just briefly performance investment this is really the case of You know, if your customers are just, they, they totally changed overnight on you. This is the restaurant problem, right? If you think about Mm -hmm. restaurants as a, as a metaphor for this, you've got a situation where maybe the government shut you down and told everyone to stay home and you're not allowed to even go in a restaurant in the first place. And then when they, when they did let you back in, they let you in at 10% or 30% or 50%. And then winter happened and then there was no more outside seating, et cetera. So you've got to figure out, well, how do I change up my business model to serve customers? Because if not, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm going out of business or um, certainly I'll lose a lot of revenue. And you know, we'll have a, a condition where there's just no cash flow. And a business without cash flow is like a person without oxygen. You're just in trouble. So that's the whole idea of... Don't wait. Make some investments now. You might need to pivot. You might need to think creatively, think differently, check in with your customers on what they really want. What are some of the personal and professional team development you can do? Because you may have some space in your capacity, your people's capacity that you just didn't have before and things that were on your list. And can you do some things now to be absolutely ready to go so that when the economy opens back up full speed, you're more capable than the other people who are just kind of like sitting back and worrying about life. So, if that's your business, this is especially true for smaller companies. So, if this this is your reality, then that would be the number one principal performance investment. Now, number five is really across the board for. We human beings have been in this environment for a year, basically, um, at varying levels. And there is such a thing called COVID brain that I've read about where people are just absolutely tired and their brain has been overtaxed in, in ways because we don't have all of what we've become accustomed accustomed to as normal stimulation. The next question that I have for you is, which of the five P's
0: in your book is the most important for the success of virtual teams?
1: Well, boy, that, that answer uh, is one, John, that I've uh, changed depending on the situation. And it really does depend on what's the problem that you and your team are having and what are you struggling with the most. And so, you know, let, let me just run through them all real quick. You know, the idea of physical space, this is the one to read when you're all at home working virtually, and no one really owns their space. Everyone, you know, people are fighting for the dining room table. Someone's trying to work in the kitchen while people are cutting through to eat. So physical space is the the P to dive into when that's your situation. When it's personal productivity and you and your team have just a ton of work to do, then productivity behavior is P number two is the right one because it helps you to stay focused, stay on track, you're able to achieve your goals and have a better experience as a result. If it just so happens that you and your company had these wonderful processes in place with your governance and you've got routines of You know, obviously, your annual processes of setting your budgets and your strategic goals, and then you've got your quarterly reviews, and you've got your monthly reviews, and you probably have some sort of progress updates, and all of that because of virtual has fallen apart. Then, processes adapted for virtual is the way to go. That's the P for you and for your business because, you know, frankly, all of these processes that you had in person still translate over it's just now a matter of figuring out well what are those little tiny tweaks to make it work performance investment is the one when you are stuck because your customers have pulled the plug um, you know this is one i'm familiar with as a consulting business where you know towards the beginning of the pandemic we had all of these all these uh, flights planned and and were meant to go to visit clients all over the place and they said hang on pandemic don't show up. <laughs> right? So it's like okay well what do you need in fact this is what what created the 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 answer uh, to that question is what created virtual teams that thrive in the first place. But the idea of of investing in your performance now has really two things. One is there's something that you can do for your customers today that they really need that maybe they weren't telling you before, or maybe their needs have changed. And then the other one, of course, is the idea that when the pandemic disappears and ends, or at least changes to the point that business starts to come back for you, are you ready? You know, is, are you and your team on board? Do you have things ready to go ready to just shoot out of the cannon? And so you wanna make some investments now. It could be product development or it could be people development, but whatever it is so that as things open up, you're not left behind. And then the last one, peace of mind mastery, P5. This is one of my favorites because it is for everybody. And it's to prevent you from going crazy <laughs> we all this is a there's there's things called the covid brain which is you know our, our we're fatigued all the time because things are just different the routines have changed and it's not what we've become used to over the the first however many decades of our lives and now here we are battling on a daily basis and so these are the ideas of make sure you get outside and breathe the air. Make sure you take breaks through the day. Make sure that you're not just anchored down, sat at your desk. Hopefully you have a sit-stand desk, but many many of you do not. And so you could just imagine how bad it is for your body. We're all going to be putting the personal um, trainers and physical therapists you know, in business because of the damage we're doing to our body. So it's a combination of getting your body and your mind to work together um, to be as productive as possible. And peace of mind mastery is the mind side of that.
0: Um, in the back of the book, after the five Ps, um, you mentioned three precepts. Uh, which one would you go ahead and stress to uh, different teams?
1: Well, I'll tell you what the three are first, and then we'll describe how they work. The first one is have fun. The second one is to be a role model. And the third is to make optimism contagious. And the three of these really have a thread of similarity to them where it's all about your perspective. You know, really, if you think about, we have a choice on we get out of bed in the morning we have a choice on how we want to perceive the day and we've unconsciously decided when we get out of bed what kind of day is this going to be am i going to have a great day or am i going to, have to just have a, one of misery and if you're looking forward to it and your perspective is one of i'm going to make today fun today's going to be enjoyable even though I'm not going to the office, even though I'm going to be on Zoom calls and team calls and you know, I'm going to be sitting at my desk in my basement because that's the space that I've carved out for myself, even though, comma, I'm going to find a way to make this fun. And that's what, uh, that's what the first one is. Fun is a choice and it's really up to you to decide what kind of experience you want to, to make this for yourself. Then the idea of a role model is building on that and helping you to figure out, well, this is how I'm choosing to behave and my existence is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's different, but I'm enjoying it and I'm making the best of it and I'm making the most of it and I'm making it in such a way that I'm getting stuff done. I'm productive. My my personal goals are being met. My company's goals are being met, and so as you're doing that, sharing what it is that you're doing with other people. For example, way back at the beginning, um, my team and I we were we would trade what is the meditation you listened to this morning, and a lot of times it had to do with just you know calm in a sense of you know during a, a time when it's frustrating, and in the sense of you know bringing some balance back or it had to do with um, just stress management, all of those types of things. um, We made it a game and a contest, if you will, of sharing, which is now we all role modeling for each other. The idea of optimism, uh, making optimism contagious. This one I borrow from the guys over at Life is Good and the, the two founders there. Um, you know, Bert and John Jacobs, um, you know, they really, uh, that's their mission and the life is good t-shirts that they started selling out of the back of their car up in Massachusetts way back when has now taken off. And, you know, of course I get their daily email. (laughs) I've listened to their podcast, um, which is all about optimism and how, we as human beings can just be more optimistic and this is their mission. And I, I borrow it in this book as one of the precepts because I just, uh, there's so much power to choosing to be optimistic. So the theme of these precepts, John, is all about you choosing how to behave consciously, you deciding how you want to experience your day, experience your life and make it happen. Well, that's that's definitely a choice that we have. And what are
0: three things that you want uh, our listeners to take away from from reading "Virtual Teams That Thrive"?
1: Well, obviously, there's the detail that you can get from reading the book on the various things like what equipment might I buy to outfit my my home office so that I can do Zoom calls, for example, um, or specific tips about how to organize my day or how to just take breaks so that my mental being can can be one of balance and I have my peace of mind. So obviously, there's those. Let me go above and beyond. So the first is the reminder, and it really fits in nicely with what you just asked about the, the uh, three precepts, and that is you are responsible for your experience. It's you that's determining whether your experience is going to be one that you can enjoy or at least tolerate. (laughs) But unconsciously, don't choose it to be a miserable one, right? That's my advice. Make it somewhat of an adventure for yourself. So that's number one. You are responsible for your experience. Um, You know, number two, all of these are principles. So the precepts, the the five Ps, everything that's inside of virtual teams that thrive inside of the book are principles. And principles work if you work the principles. That is a quote from my friend Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield describes that right at the beginning of his Breakthrough to Success seminar, which I've been through many times as an assistant for him. And that is the zinger right out of the gates the principles work if you work the principles. And that's as true for the success principles as it is for the virtual teams principles. So here they are. You have access to them now. You have to decide how to make them work for you. So that's the second one. The third one is just a reminder that this is a new situation. It's new for you. It's new for your team. It may be a different new today than it was six months ago and three months before that, it's evolving. And so with that in mind, you and your team can make this a shared experience. Teams gel when they go through something together. There's that uh, discussion point of the common enemy brings people together now let's not necessarily call working virtually the enemy but let's borrow the principle right the principle is one that we can borrow here so how can you support your team how can you all support each other and when something is working celebrate it when something is not working don't criticize it as much as learn from it take a look Do the discussion points and evaluate and ask the question well, what could we do differently? What's working for you and what's not? What suggestions do we have? Let's try it. So, the idea of going through this together with some flexibility and not being overly rigid, I think will go a long way.
0: And, kind of a similar question to that one is, is is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners
1: with? Well, boy, I you know first of all thank you for having having me on and I think that you know as a listener if you are sitting here in this this pandemic experience and you've been struggling along the way, I want you to know there's hope. There's hope for you. There's a set of principles here in the book. There are resources out there. You are not alone. Turn it into something that you and the resources around you, your ex- immediate team and your extended team, your team of mentors, your team of advisors, the podcasts that you listen to, like this one, they're all here to support you. So this is you're not an individual by yourself in a, in a, in a you know, sort of closed in area. Success is a team sport. Enjoy the process and get the help you need.
0: Okay. Well, Pete Warnarski thank you so much for joining us in support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations. We truly appreciate your insights, and we know that our listeners will benefit from your experience.
1: Thank you, John.